0: Praise God forever. Hallelujah. Now, you know that Phyllis and I are getting ready to go on a cruise uh, with some of the people in the church. So come Sunday, you're still going to be here. Amen. Hallelujah. You're going to be faithful. It's the house that you're building, not following a man. Amen. And this is our church. This is the household of faith. This is our family of faith that we are a part of. So it doesn't mean that when I'm away, I have to hear that you weren't here. How would you like to come on Sunday morning then I not be here? Well, you do sometimes. Well, I know that. But you haven't died since I haven't been here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've grown. Praise God. And uh, so I know you're getting fed well. All right. Now we just need for you to get committed to being fed as well as being fed. Hallelujah. Do you have this problem in La- that when you aren't there, yes. the people just... So it's a, a worldwide problem. Yes, it's human. It's human. Yeah, I, I was hoping that America would just rise up and be extraordinary. How many of you don't want to be common? Amen. Then be faithful to church. Amen. Yeah, there you go. Hallelujah. Uh, let's go to Galatians 3. And uh, I'm going to talk on something. We were talking today in uh, our session uh, while we was on a live on Facebook. In Galatians 3, 5, it says this. He, therefore, that ministereth to you the Spirit and worketh miracles. Somebody say worketh miracles. Work. Among you doth he do it by the works of the law or the hearing of faith. Notice the connection between the spirit, which would indicate to us not only connection to the Holy Ghost, but the connection to the Father. And then he that worketh miracles. Anybody know what a miracle is? Somebody has to know what a miracle... What, what, Ron, what's a miracle? No. It's not unexpected. All right. Trish and Doc here kind of have it. It is an intervention of God. Is it supernatural? Of course, because God's supernatural. It's above natural. In other words, there is a course of action that if you were involved in something, whether it's sickness, whether it's a, a financial need, whether it's a, you know broken relationships, whatever it is, when you get involved in those, there are certain courses of action that are going to take place and they're gonna end up with a historic outcome, right? You're to read the handwriting on the wall. If something doesn't change, this is going to be the outcome, right? Uh, so then, when if we want to transform the course of action, in other words, to do something that we stop the historical outcome of the activity that's going on in our life, if we want to stop that, then what we have to do is have an intervention of God. In other words, if we can't stop it ourselves, God has got to get involved. Amen? Even in some humanistic affairs or humanistic activities that cause progression into an end that we do not want, but also in the demonic. And there are two places that problems come from yourself and the devil. Amen? Or your involvement with somebody else, but you're connected. To both sides and so here it tells us that he that ministers to you the spirit in other words he that has or makes a connection with God and touches you with something that is not human something that is divine something that is an enablement or an empowerment beyond your self now think what he's saying that you are able to tap in to the Spirit of God, whether it's God the Father in prayer, whether it's the Holy Ghost and the gifts, whether it's Jesus' compassionate nature, whatever it might be, he, you, have been ministered to or served or waited upon, as one scripture calls it, by God himself, and then he that worketh the miracles, how does he do it? Somebody say, by faith. By faith. By faith. Come on, everybody say, by faith. By All faith. right, so now we have this. That people that have faith, that are skilled in that faith, are able to minister spiritual things to people that are in need. Faith does that. You remember the scripture that says, if there's any sick among you, let him for the elders. Anybody know what an elder is? Someone skilled in the life of faith and obedience. Someone that's temperate. Someone that knows how to use their faith. Someone that has held fast their doctrine. Someone that has proven themselves through the persecutions. So, what does that tell us when we, as believers, run into things that we are not skilled to handle? Now we run into those things because of immaturities, a lack of just a lack of growth in Christ, or the lack of our relationship in Christ. It might be a new Christian, but the devil attacks us. But we don't have to suffer that attack or let the attack take its course, and we we end up with an outcome that we don't want. We can call upon the elders and they, those that are skillful in the use of faith, those that are skillful in appropriating the activity of God, those that are active in birthing miracles. Let us call on them They shall pray the prayer of faith and the Lord Jesus Christ, him, what? Self. Self will raise them up. Now, right? All right, so we do see that when we talk about ministering the Spirit that Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Ghost are accessible to those that understand the use of faith right okay and then he that worketh miracles he that worketh miracles he that worketh miracles not that just produces a miracle but understands the spiritual labor of faith that it takes to get a miracle right and that is a skill it is a place of maturity, and so just like Hebrews five twelve says that you know that the word of God and and rewards and maturity are given to those that have are skillful in the use of the word of righteousness. Not everybody is skillful in that, but that's not the point I want to bring out. What I want to bring out is that when we have faith, somebody say faith when we have faith we understand by this scripture that there is a place that we can move into through growing with Christ growing of the Holy Ghost and let let me say this uh, pursuing while overcoming failure Or my faith won't fail me. Your faith won't fail you. You will fail your faith. Your brain will shut down. Your mouth will go stupid. And so will your emotions. You'll get mad. You'll get offended. That's what defeats faith. Faith doesn't fail on its own. It only fails in people that cause it to fail. Amen. And so we realize this. If that wasn't true, God couldn't say the prayer of faith would save the sick he say maybe it will, maybe it won't. It, you know, it just determines how uh, deep and how intense the fight is. No, it, it's not even a question whether the sick are going to be healed. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. The prayer of doubt just helps them die. Yes. Amen, all right? So you have to be skillful in the use of faith. Now notice that we, as believers, Paul asks us a question. He that ministers to you the Spirit He that touches the realm of God, touches the Godhead, and touches deity, he that does that on your behalf, how does he do it? Somebody say, by faith. faith. All right. Then he that worketh miracles, how does he do it? By faith. Now, each one of those things, ministering the Spirit and working miracles, simply means that there are people... Through faith that can turn things around or on purpose bring a divine intervention Amen. Amen. Right yeah. Somebody said today, uh, well, aren't a, you know, isn't aren't miracles just the way of the believer? Well, if it was you'd never have a need And I know the person that wrote that they got needs so sometimes they tell, oh, well, it's just our nature to walk in miracles." No, it's not your nature to walk in miracles You have a nature that has been given to you that should be a faith nature that will cause you When you become skilled in it to give birth to miracles yes. Do miracles just happen on the behalf of of Christians? No, they don't just happen <laughs> There is a cause and effect so and reap give and it shall be given do and you'll receive speak and a mountain will go. right all right so when we have faith when we have faith and when I'm talking about faith please understand I'm not just talking about you having a spiritual substance I'm talking about you having grown in that substance becoming familiar with the life of faith be coming to the place that you understand the conflicts and the results of you using your faith, and that you are able to endure and manipulate the fight of faith. So it's not just having faith. Could I get an amen? amen. It's just not having faith. I wish it was that simple. No, I don't wish it was that simple. Absolutely not. I think I'll go with God's way. It doesn't much matter if it's simple or not we have the measure of faith and is given to us to live life and if we don't pursue it if we don't manage it if we don't mature in it then death is the result but it's not God's fault it's every believers fault somebody got mad at me one time and said well you, you, you said if I didn't get healed it's my fault well, I said, well, whose fault do you think it is well I just why didn't God do it because you didn't that's like saying, why didn't God save the sinner? Because the sinner didn't call. Amen. Right. You know, if you're not healed, then don't blame it on God, the healing God. Amen. Amen? Blame it on the devil. Blame it on negligence. Blame it on your mother-in-law. But don't blame it on God. You know, I have a message that I should preach. That uh, an innocent God being declared guilty by those that know him. Yeah, what is that? No, God's not guilty of doing one wrong thing for the believer, Not, not one. He is a good God, amen? And he doesn't change, so he's always good. So let's realize that if you have faith, which every person in here has a measure of faith, and so that measure of faith is given to you by the author and the finisher of that faith. That faith has been tried. It has been proven even in the bowels of death and in the upper regions of the damned. That faith has been proven by the fires and the tribulations. It has overcome every temptation that man could ever face because Jesus himself was likewise tempted in every manner, and he won. In fact, the Bible says Jesus was without sin. How was he without sin? Well, he was God. Know that? No, he was without sin because he lived by faith. He used his faith just like you and I had to use our faith. Now, so we understand that if we have faith, now we see what faith can do. Now, what we want to do as Christians is start pursuing these two elements, finding out how to move the Trinity or God in a way to help and touch people and how to start work, and finish a miracle, a divine intervention of God so that we're not subject to what the devil's trying to do to us. We are only subject to the faith that works through us. Amen? Could I get a grunt from the Methodist section. All right. Now, think that God has given you that faith. Now the potential is the same because god is not a respected person and paul writes and he says this hey those that are doing this how are they doing it well he says they're doing it by faith and everybody said amen and so paul says that these people are recognizable just like stephen remember look you out seven men filled with the holy ghost and they brought stephen filled with the holy ghost that did miracles among the people he had wisdom And so these men were recognizable. Now, everybody could have been a Stephen. Everybody could have been a Philip. But they were not because they never pursued the possibilities. Mm -hmm. Christianity is, Hallelujah, I'm saved. Now, sit down and protect your rear end until Jesus comes. No, no stand up amen and do something with your faith well what if i fail then you get up but but i don't want to bring shame to god (laughs) listen if god could have been shamed he'd have been shamed way back in the garden (laughs) he is not afraid of your sin he is bigger than your mistake he's bigger than your failure he's bigger than your blunders what he's not bigger than is your in activity Amen. he can overcome your neglect of using faith Amen. that is right pastor you're right absolutely God cannot overcome anybody's choice not to use faith Amen. oh well God can do whatever he wants really what if Saul would have said on the road to Damascus get out of here would Paul had been born no he could only be born when Saul died just like our inner man can only be born when that old Saul gets out of the way if not you're gonna have somebody ruling your life that you don't want ruling your life but God didn't force him to get saved Paul was living in the old covenant and he was fulfilling God's will he thought he was doing God's purpose though he did it through unbelief Now, but when he turned, he used his faith. He was born through grace by faith. And so we have faith. Somebody say, I have faith. faith. Now, when you start using your faith, you're going to make mistakes. I wish I could tell you how many times I missed it using my faith because I've missed it a lot. Well, don't you get discouraged. I'm bigger than discouragement. If you can be overcome by discouragement, don't buy this cassette tape. Don't, don't remember this message. Now, now, I'm going to say this in, in all love. Some of you need to get beyond your emotional, what, what would I call this? Emotional birth defect. Because well, some of you got born into the kingdom of God and you just never left yourself behind. You brought all of your insecurities, your low self esteems your uh, disappointments. You brought them all into the kingdom of God, thinking you're going to function as a Christian. No, you're not. No, no, you're going to function like a sinner, a Christian that is still condemned by their sin. Yeah. But you're not going to live like a Christian. You can't live like a Christian having the old mind. The Bible says in, in Romans, the fourth chapter, verse 20, it says, Abraham not being weak in faith. Consider not... You know what that word weak means? What do you think it means? You're afraid to say, aren't you? you not what, yeah. not what you think. What, the word weak means this. Disease, weakness, infirmity. So, when a man is weak, he is diseased in the arena of faith. That's why the Bible says you need to have your mind renewed. And if your emotions are ruling you, guess what? You are diseased. Amen. You are contaminated by the old man. Now, what happens with a man that has a diseased mind? He can't function normally. He's at a disadvantage. And so, a double-minded man is unstable in his ways. Let not that man think that he shall receive anything. Receive what? Receive what? From who? That's right. So, if your mind is not well, in other words, if your mind hasn't been healed transformed brought over into the new man that is created in God in righteousness and true holiness guess what you're always going to be at a disadvantage when it comes to faith Abraham was not weak in other words he was not diseased by his former life isn't that something that God considers weakness of faith a disease and it is contagious. You don't know, believe me, go to a church that says, you know, healing is done away with. Well, what is that? That's a diseased brain, right? Well, God put this on me. That's a diseased brain. Well, you know, God allowed this. That's a diseased brain. Well, why doesn't God? That's a diseased brain those are all brains and mindsets that have been tainted with your emotions and have been wounded by time God is the same whether you see it happening or you don't see it happening well where is God he's right in the midst of where your faith has brought him or he's right in the midst of where your unbelief has imprisoned him that's where he is So I don't know where your God is but you have to determine where he's at I'm talking about being able to use your faith now so when people have faith somebody can touch heaven when you have faith you can work a miracle and now the working of miracles is the process of a miracle it's not just starting a miracle It's going through the process without being shaken from your faith. Amen? What is a temptation? A temptation is this. Choose what you see instead of what God said. That's a temptation. What's a temptation to? To fornicate. Choose what you want instead of what God wants Man falls in temptation. He fell into the opportunity to disobey God I mean it's pretty simple any temptation is not for your good. It's for an attempt to get you to forsake your faith a temptation come away from God That's it. So you have to be able to understand temptation If you don't understand temptation guess what you're going to get beat up you're going to blame a blameless God you're going to make statements that just erode faith now faith works somebody say it works works. hallelujah we have a whole book uh, filled in Hebrews the 11th chapter as well as every miracle in the body every life in the Bible is what? A testimony of God's faithfulness to those that use faith. God doesn't fail. Men fail. Now, you say, well, what about this person? What about that person? I'm not talking about all those people. I don't know them, haven't sat down with them. I don't know their heart. I don't know if they, well, they just had all the faith in the world and they just still died. Well, they didn't have all the faith in the world. Or maybe they did have all faith in the world. They should have had faith in God. And you probably said it right. They had all the faith in the world. Don't think that God has ever failed just because what you think people are saying they believe. Just just don't, you know, the devils believe. In other words, they can say stuff, but they're never going to connect with God and fulfill His will and purpose. Now, Everybody that has faith has a potential to touch the heavenly, the Trinity, the Godhead, cause it to become active. If you're sick in your church, call for the elders of the church. Jesus Himself is getting up and he's going to raise you up. And then you have the ability to, at your discretion, have a miracle. Have a miracle. He that worketh. It didn't say he that God helps have a miracle. No. He. 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 Personal pronoun talking about an individual. Personal pronoun pointing to an individual. He that works the miracle. Who is the miracle subject to? He that has right what would you mean to tell me i mean to tell you that you can get in there you can fight the fight you can fall down you can get up wipe your little bruises off sniff up suck up the snot stand up be a christian and try it again thing to do is protect your mind shut your mouth and just keep right on going yes hallelujah i have had I guess now I just say this because everybody would say I failed a million times but I'm probably closer to a million than anybody but I have had a few successes in the percentage wise maybe 2% you mean to tell me you've tried 98 times that you've failed well and I'm speaking evangelistically yes yes Absolutely, yes. I've aborted more faith adventures than most people will ever start. And don't don't give me that spiritual look. Oh, I can't believe I've never, you never my foot. If you don't have an abundance to abound unto every good work, you don't have sufficiency, your seed sowing has failed. Didn't fail from God, failed from you. So we want to point fingers. I got 10 of them, and I can borrow 50 more to point out all your mistakes. So don't tell me, oh, I never do that. Oh, you're right in the heart of it. Absolutely you are, and so am I. We are growing from glory to glory. Now, what brings us into this glorious realm of man being connected, God and God being connected to a man? Faith. Faith is one of the elements that calls us to walk in his presence and declare his identity. Faith. Faith. Well, I thought it was just the word. No, no, the word doesn't just change you without faith. Hebrews 5, 12, on down. So, think of this. You can move God you can, at your discretion, break the course of any action and turn it around to victory. 1 John 5, 4 and 5. Faith is a victory. And so we can have the victory. But in order to rise up to that point, we have to start. And then you've got to be Resilient. You can't give up you can't let your bruises get you down you can't let your disappointments swallow you up you can't let what other people think you can't let time you can't let any of the enemies of faith push you down and keep you there have you ever uh how many of you are like claustrophobic I I mean you get in a headlock you, you know, you get me in the headlock, I don't care who you are, you're going home beat up. Because I'm going to grab stuff that nobody else grabs. I, I'm, a, You know, Randy one time said, oh, Pastor, said, Pastor, don't even try to take me. I said, okay. But about 30 seconds later, I reached up, pulled his sweatshirt over his head, beat him, and I ended up with him back behind the couch yelling, I give uncle, uncle. I stood up and said, don't ever even think. He said, you don't fa- play fair. I said, listen, son, I play to win. I said, you're trying to tell me rules while I'm beating the fire of you. You're so stupid. Don't ever get close enough to me to get an advantage on you. People, Randy says, well, you wouldn't have tried that now. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't. no, I wouldn't try it. I'd do it. I'd kick him so hard where he hasn't ever kicked himself. He'd be out of breath, and I could dance with him and do the waltz, and still take it behind the couch and make him cry. Uncle, listen, you know, you're going to have to get in there, and you're going to fight, and you're going to get scarred up, but you're going to learn every time you get in the fight. Amen. Somebody said, "Well, I, I never lose." Well, really. A righteous man falls eight, seven times, yay, and gets up eight. So just how righteous are you? You haven't ever lost. Let's move on. Life is a way of instruction. So now you are beyond instruction because you're so perfect. Let's move right along. You know, we ought to watch what we say because we really don't understand what we're saying. One of my pet peeves are Christian belches. They just say stuff that just shows they don't know anything they're just mimicking somebody christianity is not blurps and belches of spiritual statements well i've got the mind of christ i think i just wish you had a sound mind i just wish to god you could think right yeah i understand what you're trying to tell me but what you need to tell me is that i have the mind of christ Written in the script of God. And I'm transforming it into my human life. But do you actually hold it in your human mind? No. Well, I say it enough. And you'll become a frog. (laughs) Saying it doesn't make it true. You want to have the mind of Christ. Then put it in you. And when you're wronged, you love. When you're wronged you forgive when you see another brother you lift him up when you see another brother you don't speak about him but you begin to petition god for him you don't curse you bless show me the mind of christ don't confess me the mind of christ because it shows me you have the mind of the old man it's the adamic nature see we say stuff That we don't even understand. Somebody says, Well, I am the church. Really? I know what you mean, but you're not the church. We don't come and assemble in you. Well, I don't need to go to church. I am the church. Really? Well, just how many people you got in there? Now, I do agree that maybe one of your brothers had 2,000 people in his and he had an assembly, but you are the church. But you don't make statements like that meaning that you're excluded from the assembly you find me one place in the Bible where the church did not have a physical building what they meant from house to house what is a house yes every assembly what did God build soon as he got him out of Egypt tabernacle you gotta have a place And God said, get it, and I'll dwell in the midst of my people. Solomon, the man of great wisdom. Oh, he might have been smarter than us. He built a tabernacle and a temple for God. Wow. When God comes back, what's going to be re-erected? The tabernacle of David. Not the tabernacle of Solomon. The tabernacle of David be erected, in one day it is the tabernacle of skins, not the tabernacle of stones. Now, see, we make statements like that, thinking we're spiritual. Those aren't spiritual statements. They're blurps, being belched up by somebody that you heard say them. Now, I understand I am the temple of the Holy Ghost. And I understand that through the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I've been baptized into Christ. I'm a part of the body. But I am not the physical assembling place. Of the church amen. I am a part of the church that gathers in a hard substance building amen. so let you learn to use our faith and let's not just say stuff that we don't understand let's say stuff that God told us amen we don't hear it from the Father. Let's not say it. Amen. But so and so's got a great ministry. You're not so and so. Amen. Don't become his parrot. Amen. A lot of us are up here like, with great ministry. <laughs> Get back. I a cracker. Give me a cracker. Give me something to say. Give me something to believe. Hey, hey, hey. We are not parrots. We are sparrows that believe in God. <laughs> Amen? Amen. Now, think of what I said. That we can use our faith. But, now I'm talking to you about uh, being mature Christians. Know that you're going to make mistakes. Don't be ashamed of them. Go, take the licks, whatever comes in your battle. You take it and you get up. And you do it again. And you do it again. And you do it again. You do it again. You do it again. Until you see victory. Amen? Amen. And you learn out of each and every one of them. That's where people, how many of you were in the military? Did they teach you how to fight with a rubber knife? (laughs) No. Oh, they didn't. No, in the Marine Corps, they taught you how to fight with a rubber knife. It was a hose. And then they taught us how to uh, do the bungee fight. You know, you fight with your rifle like this, and then you stab the guy. Remember the big pogo things? Did you have them? And are Navy, oh, your Navy. Well, all you learned to do was row. All right. So, but if you was in the military, guess what? You learned to do all that. Oh, but let me tell you something. You know how many people died at the first barrage of letting men loose on a beach and never got to use their knife skills, never got to fight hand-to-hand combat? Here's what they told us in the Marine Corps. We've trained you well. Don't die until you kill one. After you kill one, do whatever you want to do. That's what I thought. I thought, good night. This is just kind of like one for one. How are we ever going to win this? Well, in that war, in the Vietnam War, over, that was uh, more people killed in that war than the wars that we had before. Why? Because we were fighting in areas that we did not or were not accustomed to. But those people were accustomed to fighting like that. So they defeated us. So let's not cave in. Let's not give up. Let's get our minds well. Don't let them be diseased by bad thoughts. By bad thoughts. Amen? People tell you, miracles have been done away with. Well, I knew so-and-so and and they died. Well, I'm not so-and-so. Don't tell me about so-and-so. don't want to hear about so-and-so. See, their mind is sick. It's disease and Faith can't do all there Remember what it says receive people but not to the point of disputation of faith Romans 14 1 down through 3 So you don't want to receive people to the point that you have to begin to protect your faith or what you believe Amen. I shouldn't have ever started this. Hallelujah. So but we're going to begin to exercise ourselves in faith. Let me ask you something You remember the man that Jesus uh, said in Luke, the fifth chapter, which is easier for me to say, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to take up thy bed and walk. But that you might know that the Son of Man had power on earth to forgive sins. He said, I say this, take up thy bed and walk. How many of you think he just jumped straight up? All of us probably think that. I'm not so sure that happened. I think he rolled off I think he had to test his faith I think he had to stand and get stable I think he had to make sure that everything was working did he take his bed up and go yes he did but did he jump off do 20 jumping jacks grab the bed and run out no I don't think that at all Jesus said get up and take that bed I'm sure that that man rolled off that bed And Started I don't know if he pulled himself up on a curtain grabbed somebody. I don't know. I don't know But I do know that it was not just a miracle but the working of miracles and He had to work his miracle Amen, so we're going to discover those things. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God stand your feet Hallelujah praise the Lord Remember, your face has been given unto you to touch the Trinity, to touch heaven, every aspect of the Godhead, and to work miracles. Let's start going after it. Let's get in the pool. Let's get on the ship. Well, the storm's coming. That's all right. Get on the ship. Get on the ship. Learn something out of the storm. Learn something about guiding your ship to where god has called you to father in the name of jesus we thank you god for your word and we give you the praise and the glory for it in jesus name amen and amen god bless you sunday morning 10 o'clock